Hello, gang. Welcome back to The Bill Kasky Podcast. I'm happy to have a special guest today, Shane Metcalf, who is the Chief Culture Officer at 15.5. He is a, a very well-known guy. He speaks a lot about leadership and organizational issues, and I think you're really going to enjoy the podcast episode with him. He'll be along in just a minute. Before we launch into that, I've got a special offer that I want to make you. I'm launching several 2X groups in the next 90 days. Uh, You might know our 2X group is a mastermind learning group for sales professionals who want to up their income, 2X from where it is now. So why am I telling you this? Well, I have found, obviously you find this too, that your best clients are those that have followed you for a while, who have consumed your content, either in this case through my podcast or other platforms I'm on. So here's my offer. If you have any interest at all in being involved in the 2X group, then I want you to look in the show notes. There will be a link there that will take you to a survey that I encourage you to fill out. There's no obligation at all filling the survey out. But if you never join, the survey still forces you to think about your business life in a different way. It's a series of 10 to 12 questions that probably you've not been asked before. I can almost guarantee you. So only for listeners to this podcast, I'm offering something else, an audio coaching response, meaning you fill out the form, be as detailed and as thorough as you can, and I will record just for you a three to five minute response to your questionnaire, giving you some ideas, some tips on how you can accomplish some of your goals. I'll give you my best thoughts on how you can 2X your business just in three to five minutes. So the more detailed, the better. Reminder, this is not a mass audio. This is custom to you. I'm only taking the first 50. The first 50 people that respond to this, I'm going to provide this for you. So if you have interest, when I open it up, likely in August or September, the 2X group, I'll first go to the people who have the surveys in. No one from the outside will supersede my listeners. If you complete it, And I email you and you say, nah, not right now. No worries. I move on. I do not chase you. I do not show up at your doorstep knocking on the door trying to get you to join. That's just not my style. So if you'd like to do this, look in the show notes. There's a link there, a handful of questions on a survey. And if you also want more information on the 2X group, go to the2xgroup.com. I'm going to be running this off for probably for the next 30, 45 days. So we are uh, blessed to have join us today, Shane Metcalf. Shane, are you on? Here I am, Bill. Good to be here. After all, after all that work, we yeah, went through. A little, uh, little troubleshooting on the tech side, but we made it work. Shane is a uh, keynote speaker, advises lots of companies on how to build a world-class workplace. I love that. I love that idea of world-class. I think that's something we can all aspire to. Uh, he's been featured in Fast Company, Business Insider, Washington Post, TechCrunch, and others. He's co-founder of 15.5. You can find out more about that company at 15.5. That's 15five.com. It's a technology company. His team supports HR executives with people management data. Uh, 15.5 has won numerous awards for their company culture, as you would expect, since that's what you speak on. Uh, one of the best work best workplaces, ranked number three in the U.S. on Glassdoor. And uh, anyway, we are. I could go on and on, but we've got a we've got a little bit of a time crunch here. So Shane, I'm glad you joined us today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's uh, definitely special times we're in. I think the business world as a whole is realizing that we don't know what's going to come week to week, and there's a lot of chaos in the world right now. And I want to remind everybody that chaos is the root of innovation. You know, it is 
these kinds of moments when I think we can collectively take some big steps forward and build better businesses. We can build better products. We can build better companies. We can build new categories. And that's, you know, how I'm trying to think about all of the intensity of these moments and that we really can, after we get over some of the uh, gut punches of the different things that are happening, we can take stock and really ask, what do we really actually want to do here? What are our actual outcomes of the impact we want to have on our customers, on our employees? And can we take this prime opportunity to reinvent aspects of our business that frankly weren't even working that well before? I've heard so many people say to me, uh, just how much time and in in drive time they're saving over the past, just since things have started to open up. You know, I used to drive from Bakersfield to, you know, Redondo and used to take an hour and a half. Now I'm doing everything virtually. I've picked up three hours a day in California. You can pick yeah. that up pretty easily. Um, so tell me what, you know, of all these things, and you just, you just kind of uh, listed a handful of things that we're going to have to kind of come to grips with. Um, most of my podcast listeners are sales professionals, VPs of sales, CEOs, but typically the sales uh, genre is what we speak in. Tell me what you see in that niche. What's, what's the salesperson of the future and the sales department of the future going to have to be more mindful of, do you think? Well, I think that we're seeing some real big shifts in what is important to people. You know, there's some consumer research groups that are showing that pre-COVID, the things that were most important were almost the uh, the influencer lifestyle to to put a general label on it, influence and power and money and success, and that's really shifted now to trust, safety, and security are the the three most valuable and relevant things that buyers are looking for. And again, we're emotional creatures. You know, even if we're buying enterprise software, we're buying with emotion and justifying with logic. And so I think if you look at it, all of our amygdalas are kind of hyperactivated right now. There is a baseline of fear and security going on around the world right now. And so I think that right off the bat, it changes the way that we need to sell because we need to actually lead with more empathy. We need to think of it of how do I really actually help this person overcome the many challenges that they are facing right now? Because that, you know, if you're running a business, I, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody that isn't in one of the most intense moments of their career that is running a business, running a company, trying to make decisions that both have them thrive as a business and also realizing that, there is a greater onus and all of a sudden a much higher responsibility to think about the people in our company, the whole person, the emotional well-being, the psychological safety of our teams. And so those are all suddenly moved from kind of back burner issues. Oh, yeah, you know, those things are kind of nice, but whatever, they're soft. And all of a sudden, right into the foreground and we know that we're not going to go back to the old normal. This is going to have years and years of repercussions. And so aligning on that kind of clarity in the sales process 
having a little bit more of that human connection is something we're finding is a very big influencer in driving our own deals forward. Yeah. 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 I, I've always, I've said in the past, always said in the past three months, my wife hates it when I say I've always said, cause I really haven't always said, but um, the last three months, my, my people, wife loves when I speak in absolutes, she, <laughs> she just cherishes those. Uh, this idea of, a stable center, you know, I think prospects, everybody's shaken. Let's just assume that everybody's shaken to some degree or another. Some companies more shaken. Some companies are doing extremely well, but it doesn't mean they don't have concerns and questions about the future. I think if you as a sales professional and a VP of sales or sales manager for your people can be the stable, can be the stable center, can can bring some stability to the conversations. I think that could be enormous right now. And you said it's, you know, it used to be soft skills. I always say it used to be that psychology took a back seat. Now psychology is in the front seat and it's driving the bus. And if you're a VP of sales, you're not paying attention to your people's psychology, psychological well-being. You're going to lose people. And that's what they need right now. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a kind of a hopeful trend, I think, because human beings, we, whether we like it or not, we bring our psychology to work. We bring our mindset. We bring our base level of security in our minds into our work every single day. And that will spill over into our, our day-to-day tasks. It will spill over into our, the results we're getting as a professional. And so it's not that as companies and as managers and leaders, we need to become therapists for our people because that's not our job. We aren't, we aren't their therapists, but we do have a much greater responsibility to start actually valuing the internal state of our people as much as the external productivity. And that's one of the things that I think we've seen since COVID hit is people just taking a little bit more time to do check-ins to what's actually going on. And it used to be a lot easier in offices. It would be easier to get on, pick up on some of those invisible energetic communication. You know, they say what something like 90% of communication is nonverbal. And so there was a lot of cues when we were working together in person, as we're moving into a more distributed and virtual culture, we need to make more explicit efforts to uncover what's really going on with people. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that we all can do is just start asking more questions. Start, you know, whether it's in your one-on-ones, spend 10 minutes checking in on how people are doing. What's going on outside of work? How, how's, how's it all happening for you? Like, what's your base level confidence in what's going on with the company right now? You know, a lot of people are in, oh crap, am I going to get laid off? You know, all my friends lost their jobs. Am I going to be the next? And so, and not that we want to blow smoke up people's ass if there is a risk of that, but everything we can do to create security with our teams is, is going to just pay dividends. Absolutely. Is leading with vision. It is more important than ever to be clear on where we're going as a company. Maybe there's, turns in the road, but it's a great chance to go back and rewrite your three-year vision. Update, 
update those things that give you a sense of, cool, we're going to look beyond this quarter. And this is where we're going to be as a company in three years. Here's the strategy. Here's how we're going to get there. Here's how we behave and treat each other amidst this new world. Yeah. Because if, if people don't have that sense of optimism, oh man, it just starts going down the toilet. Yeah. And you said it, you know, it's the amygdala. It's a part of the brain that is always on the lookout for danger. And it's what the media does to us. I don't want to get hung up in media stuff, but it's it's a beautiful thing for the media to be for the population to be panicked, because when we are panicked, what do we do? We watch more media and meet and they love this. They love the clicks of all this. I mean, just think about in the last three months, what role the media has played, good or bad. You can like them or not like them, but they love the amygdala. They love people in panic. Yes, they do, because it's the thing that actually cuts through all the noise. Yeah. It's kind of not, it's not really their fault. It's just how we're hardwired, you know, the negative. That's exactly right. Yeah. They do you take know, advantage of it a little bit. But yeah, they, they do. They absolutely yeah. do. There's a great book, by the way, called Factfulness 10 Reasons Why the World's Not As Bad As You Think It Is. And <laughs> it's, it's a phenomenal book. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a Swedish professor. And he goes through just using data to explain why things aren't actually all falling apart. And I think we need to be reminded of those things because holy moly, it at times feels like this is the end of the world. Yeah. If we keep that perspective and then we can start to get curious because I just learned a really interesting thing. The brain can't simultaneously hold anxiety and fear with curiosity and play. And so a really good way to uh, kick into higher gear in performance is actually start getting connected to what you're curious about. And so there's a great exercise of write down 25 things you're intensely curious about. And, and it just shifts your entire mind. And that's what I think we need to do is right now we need to be masters of our own state. Yeah. You you talk about that a lot on your podcast, I presume, since the name is a self man, is it the self-management podcast? Best self-management, you know, in the sense that as managers and leaders, we want to start shifting our our management styles towards helping bring out the best in people. And that's how we win as a company is through helping people become a better version of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that along, in fact, I was smiling when you were talking about vision because I, I had another podcast that I do, uh, the advanced selling podcast. And we were talking about that very thing today. And I said, a lot of your customers are going to be reassessing their vision. And if they're not, shame on them. They should be. And part of it is kind of getting back to our why, the deep why, not just the company why, but why are you as a VP of sales or, or CEO, why are you doing this? What, what, what's it, what is this all about for you? I think these times cause us to reflect a little bit deeper. And I'm not just talking about five minutes at Starbucks thinking about it. I'm talking about a deep look inside. Why the hell are you in the business? Shane, why are you in the business you're in? There's, there's a whole lot deeper level. And if we keep, I'm not asking you that, it's your, it's not, uh, but there's a whole deeper level of the wine. If we can connect with that, all this other shit goes away or it just, it's not a distraction as much. Well, and again, there's this beautiful opportunity because we had this global reset, unlike anything we've ever had. And we, again, that chaos is the source of innovation, right? And so, We've just stripped out all this inessential things. And most of us, you know, like you were saying, wow, I get three hours a day of my life back. And and it is, it's a really powerful moment to think about what is essential. 
what do I really want in life? And I tell you, if as a company, you can help your people go into that deeper examination. Now, it's it's a risky proposition because if you help your people inquire, what do they really want and what are they really passionate about? It might not be selling enterprise software, you know, more instance, and they might leave. And and, yeah, and but you know, know. The, the few percent of people that do, they find out, hey, I want to be a DJ and I'm out of here. Although it's a horrible time to be a DJ. Uh, <laughs> Public speaker. I want to be yeah, yeah. Uh, that the people that stay, they are going to be so much more connected to the intrinsic motivation and they will bring that passion and you, you will outperform any other company. I also think, though, there's a because because you're right. If you ask somebody what they really want and DJing is on their top on their bucket list, it doesn't mean they're going to leave. I think the question about the why is there's a reason you're here in the first place. Like if I'm selling enterprise wide software, there's a reason I, I picked this company and there's a reason the company picked me and there's a deeper a deeper why that I have. Sometimes just asking that helps the person connect to it. And they may want to do DJing on the weekend, but why I'm in this business, because I love helping massive companies solve massive problems or whatever. Absolutely. So I think the danger is, is probably slim, but I, you're right. Is that I think we're reluctant to ask that question. Well, and, and it's the difference between running on autopilot and just showing up and going through the motions and actually examining, you know, uh, what is it? The throw quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a big statement, right? And so can we, rather than trying to train just, uh, you know, automatons in, in business, can we actually have more self-actualized humans and see them as the full human being and say, Hey, we, we want you to have an extraordinary life and career. And then you actually start caring about them in that way. You actually, you, you know, what a concept. It's not, it's not just the numbers you mean? There's more to it than the numbers? And, you know, yeah. the numbers are what allow us to have a company in the first place. So True. True. got to hit our numbers. But it's They're not irrelevant. And high performance. And look, this stuff is hard, you know. It is not an easy thing. You know, we, we just tripled the size of our company in a relative short amount of time. Uh, we're going through our own growth challenges around this and of how do we really scale some of the things that worked earlier. And so, yeah, it's, it's never a magic bullet solution and there are systems and structures that can make it easier because you want to, you want to automate some of the question asking. You don't want to rely because humans kind of suck at asking awkward questions on a repeated basis and especially, you know, most managers aren't trained in emotional intelligence and these kinds of things. And so you want to you want to get some process around this so that you are surfacing people's challenges on a regular basis. You're getting people to put attention on what they want. You're able to ask people to reflect on their why in a scalable capacity. Yeah. And is that what you do at 155? Yeah, that's what, what, you know, 15.5, we used to be just a software company, but we're now doing both software education and services. And it's really designed to help unlock managers full potential. You know, managers 
are the key differentiator in a company. You can have an amazing culture and you have a shit manager. It's going to be a horrible experience. And so managers are all of our highest leverage point. If we can get the managers right, we can really make some incredible things happen. As long as we, you know, have clarity and vision and top, you know, company wide strategy and people know what that is. It's, it's a lot and it's a complex equation, but I think we're being invited to play business at a higher octave right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you say, we'll look back in a couple of years and say, man, it's kind of like the financial catastrophe of 12 years ago or 10. It's like, yeah, you know what? Things changed for the better. After we got past all the, like you say, the gut punches, things really did change for the better. If you are a listener and want to talk, or a listener wants to uh, get with you, how should they do it? Yeah. So yeah, great way to follow our podcast, the best self-management podcast. Uh, that's a great way to stay in touch. And then also follow me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And so would love to stay in touch there. How's that new baby of yours? Oh, she's the best. I, you know, I born February, right, right at the beginning of February. So I go on paternity leave. I'm thinking, great. Just uh, come back to the company. In a few and I, I come back and I say, man, nobody's here. Where are they? <laughs> you guys screwed everything up. I, I, I increased my sense of self importance. You know, I go away and the whole world falls apart. Yeah, look what but but it, again, you know, one of these incredible things for me it was wow, I'm getting so much time now with my, my girl. And so it's that examining of, okay, well, how much time do I want to spend in the office? And so, again, it's this this uh, shaking things up and reprioritizing and cutting out the inessential and going for the essential. Because, look, work has the capacity to not be something that creates an internal compromise for ourselves, where we're actually sacrificing the life we really want to live. Just to get yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's my vision is that we get to work because we love what we do and we actually uh, finish our, our jobs better, happier, more competent, more resilient, more fulfilled human beings who are actually coming from a place of service rather than, Oh, let me get my paycheck and bounce and then gossip about everybody at work. Or if you get home at night and you're just exhausted and you, and you sit in front of the damn TV for four hours because you have to unwind you're not doing, you're not doing it the right way. Yeah. I mean, we should get home at five and we should be tired and maybe mentally, but we should be, I can't wait for tomorrow, man. we got a great day coming up tomorrow. And man, that, that ain't the, that ain't the norm. But uh, and, and that's a big thing on that is using our strengths. You know, we could go a lot longer into strengths, but if, uh, you know, we, we know that flow states, all the research that's been done on flow arises from when we're at a really nice kind of sweet spot of, using our strengths and also doing something challenging. That's a little outside of our ability. And that is where our, our greatest flow comes from. And flow is uh, probably one of the biggest correlations to fulfillment and leaving your, your workday energized rather than drained. Yeah. 
Shane, we, this has been great. Uh, we really should do it again. I think there's a lot of topics here I haven't gotten to, and, and I appreciate uh, you having patience with me here earlier. And uh, it's been a great a, a great episode, so I appreciate you coming on. If you want to learn more about Shane, Shane Metcalf's been our guest today. You can go to 15.5, that's 15fibe.com. He does great work, and there's a lot of videos online of him, uh, some of them talking to his little girl and some of them him speaking in front of a group. So, uh, Shane, thanks again. Thanks, Bill.